welcome to a very special episode of the Neighbourhood Rewatch. Fucking hell, we're here again. We're here again on a Wednesday. What are we doing on a Wednesday? We should be watching Neighbours. <laughs> We've got the Neighbours stuff going on. That is a new chapter that is continuing. But if that wasn't enough, we've had another bright idea. Tell them about it. What's the crap with this? Well, it's it's a question as old as time. And you know me, I like to answer questions. That are right, I don't, this is the problem. You eat, There's two ways of looking at this. You pose me with more questions than I ever fucking want to think about. And then sometimes you do answer questions in the most bizarre, nonsensical way possible. So what is that going to happen again? Is this just going to annoy me, wind people up? What question? What are you on about? The question is, what is the best Australian soap? Neighbours. Is it? Is there we go. Answered. Fantastic. Right. Let's let's very I, can, I can do what I want on a Wednesday. Fantastic. Right. See you next week, everyone. Good night, no. Kids. No, because there's two people who've got a counter argument. Oh, go on. Those two people are Cy and Sophie from Coastal News Podcast, the premier home and away podcast. And they put a very good counter argument forward. For home and away? For home and away, yeah. Being better than neighbours. It'd be weird. It'd be weird if they're on neighbours' side. That's what I was going to say. It's like, so they think home and away is better than they, are they serious? They're absolutely, they're totes serious. I I mean, Adam's speechless. He can't believe it. No, we've, we were always on the side of neighbours. We were in that, that camp from day one, day one-ish anyway. They have all, there's, it's coastal news. It's home and away. I don't, I've never seen an episode. Me neither, but don't worry. Si and Sophie have explained to us why their show is better, or try to at least anyway. And we've retorted back with our own arguments. They're bigging up home and away. They're bringing their their people. We're going to bring our people. It's a fight to the death. It is good versus evil. This is is actually worth listening to, I think, because people... You're always in one of the camps, aren't you? You can't watch both. You cannot like dogs and cats. You're one or the other. You've got to pick one. Like, that's it. You. I don't know if this is going to... Are we going to have an answer by the end of this? Dear listener, you decide who's the winner of this battle. We have trotted out our best show legend. They have trotted out their best show legend. And we let battle commence. But yeah, you decide. Let us know on the socials. Round one, fight! Contenders, ready! Welcome to the Neighbourhood Rewatch versus Coastal News. This is a very special podcast because we're here to answer the question that is as old as time, which Aussie soap is better? Is it Neighbours or is it Home and Away? So me, JK, the host of the Neighbourhood Rewatch with my co-host Adam, has decided to battle with Cy and Sophie of Coastal News. Hello. (laughs) We're going to fight it out and see who comes out on top. This is to the death, right? <laughs> only there can be only one. I mean, this, does it need to be asked? Really? <laughs> Mom, we've picked a category which is going to be the show legend. 
Sign, Sophie, do you want to go first with who your show legend is? Yeah, cool. Uh, so we've picked Irene, Irene Roberts, um, long-standing character introduced into Home and Away in 1991. Um, so she's a veteran. Um, do you want me to give you a bit of a backstory about Irene? Yes, please. Because I have no idea who she no is. No idea who she is. Have you never what? never watched Home as I've, you guys? I've I've never seen it. Never I, seen I, it? No, oh. I've heard it's I've heard it's it's like Neighbours but bad. But um, <laughs> I don't. I'm joking. Um, no, honestly, do it as if we are from Mars and we haven't got a clue. Okay, fair enough. Okay, so Irene originally was cast as a bit of a ooh, a negative, hateful kind of character. So she came into the show as an alcoholic who uh, had been through a lot of stuff in her life. She was a very terrible mother. She was actively what? hated. Sorry, was her first scene her just bursting through the door at <laughs> Rome, just go away? <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. Her, her kids have been taken into care. So obviously Home and Away of old is about um, sort of Pippa and the foster foster family. So there was like this this house and the, uh, Pippa and Tom that were fostering lots of kids. Um, and that's how the show is kind of known by by a lot of the fans. It came from these kind of broken homes, kids wasting strays, that kind of thing. So when Irene hit the bay, literally hit the bay, um, she came back to find her kids because she's got three kids and they've been taken to a, into care by Pippa and Tom. Um, so she rocked up and she she was hated. She was absolutely hated by not just the characters in the show, but also the audience as well. They absolutely hated mm. Irene. Like she was slated. And I suppose that's why we've picked her because she's gone from being this character that everybody absolutely hated to being this lovable, you know, we did a poll recently on, on the, on our podcast um, about who's the best, best character on the show. And she was up there. She was in the top two, you know, most lovable characters. So to go from that to most lovable, I just think that's why we picked her really. So legend. I'm like, a hell of a redemption story right there. It is. You got you know, a second chance and not many people on soaps get one. Not many people go from villain to hero. They go the other way, don't they? They tend to be like a hero and then they turn into the villain. Makes so long enough to exactly. become the villain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, I love a good, well, as you say, redemption kind of thing. I like that. Someone, it's easy, I think, yeah, it's great to see a, a bad guy turn and turn themselves around and everything has she ever dabbled back into being like a bit of a villain she's gone back she's been on and off the wagon a few times hasn't she she's had a few kind of you know yeah moments off the wagon that have not gone too well but she's always she's back on the grog she's (laughs) bad irene yeah (laughs) (laughs) i quite like her on the grog though to be fair (laughs) (laughs) quite funny (laughs) Well, I don't think we could have gone for a more different person for our our show legend. We yeah. have gone for Harold Wayne Bishop. Oh, Jelly Belly. Jelly Belly. <laughs> Possibly the most God-fearing, doesn't drink at all, completely teetotal, completely vegetarian. Nothing bad enters that man's body. Yeah, and he started the show in 1987. Uh, he's, a sal- he's a Salvation Army volunteer, owner and manager of many catering businesses. And he's been married three times <laughs> as well. Uh, but he was introduced to the show as uh, a potential love for Madge. 
They were apparently high school sweethearts. That story probably lasted about 10 years before they actually got together. Uh, which, if if I can go first with our kind of first point, is one of the reasons Harold is the best, is that he got the girl, he got Madge, he got his childhood sweetheart. She went off and married someone else, came back, divorced that dude, had two kids by him. Harold, and then those kids were like, oh, we used to hear loads about that Harold dude all the time from when, when mum was a kid. Let's ring him up see if he wants to uh, get with our mum so charlie <laughs> rings him and he shows up at the door they get engaged after a a long what's the word a wooing I Court, said courtship. Wo- yeah he's not courtship. wooing <laughs> courtship is, is a much better word harold would say wooing i think he actually broke off the engagement as well at one point so charlene had moved in with scott of course uh, You're the- saying Charlie moved in Scott like that's not Kylie and Jason here. Like that's a <laughs> yeah. huge thing. That's a big deal. That's part of it as well. They got Kylie Minogue brought Harold into this show. That's pretty big. That well, is big. that is pretty good. Were you testing to see if that went right over our head? No, I, well, no, I was, I was oh. just checking to see if he, Jay, actually remembered that. that that's who those people were. <laughs> so yeah, Charlene shacks up with Scott and Harold is like, I can't believe this. They're shacking up before they've got married out of wedlock. I'm a devout Christian. I am not standing for this. So he says to Madge, if she doesn't move back in with us, we're not getting married. <gasps> and surprisingly, he sticks to his guns. Charlene, being the, the scamp that she is and the defiant devil that she is, was like, no, fuck yous. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay with Scott. Thank you very much. Uh, so Harold's like, right, well, see you later, Madge. I am done. And breaks it off. Mm. Man's a manic conviction. That was your point. Good. Okay, so he's a man <laughs> of conviction. Because otherwise, you're just going to tell... He started in 1987, and he's still in it now. This is going to be a long-ass podcast if you just tell everything that happened from day one. He's a man of conviction, guys. He's a man of conviction. Man of conviction, tick. Conviction. Tick. Right then. Oh, over to he's you not two, like then. your scumbag legend who drinks all the time. <laughs> getting, this guy's got morals, he's got principle, principles, he's a man of conviction. And even if Kyler Minogue gives him some shit, he puts his foot down. <laughs> there you go. Right, well, we'll take your conviction and we're going to put in redemption, right? We've already touched on it. Yep. We actually call in this five reasons to love Rini. Um, the, the original name was It's Not All About Alf. You know, it's the unsung <laughs> hero. So... How many people can batter their kids, go to prison, and still be like everyone's mum and granny by the end of it? Not many. But Rini can. Rini can. So, um, yeah, there's not many characters. We've touched on it before that can go through this redemption arc that Irene has. And she's now become, um, she's also teetotal. So she matches Harold on that for now. Um, And when she's lucid, She's great. Everyone goes to her for advice. She takes in lodgers who are homeless or, you know, they've been kicked out of the caravan park because they've, you know, had a party and Alf don't like it or what have you. They always wind up at Irene's, all the wrong ones, and she'll, she'll feed them up and give them a place to stay. And it's a far cry from kicking her own kids down the stairs, which literally happened. Um, <laughs> so, and what, what's probably quite sad about it is she does all this because she's trying to make up for what a terrible mum she was. Um, and we'll come on in a bit because one of the things she does to make up is one of our points as to why she is a ledge and a reason why you should love Rini. But yeah, she spends a whole life making up for the bad 
and um, everybody loves her. Has she, in your eyes, both your eyes, has she made up for it or does she still have some work to do? Because it sounds like she's been on it a long time. It sounds like she was an absolute terror. Has she now sorted it in your eyes? Yeah. Or we just pretend old Irene doesn't exist. One of the two. Oh, I'm starting to think this says more about you, Si, and your own morals and things. If you're turning a blind eye at this terrible person, I'm worried. Listen, anyone who anyone who can a kid. Am I kidding? No. Yeah. Sounds like my Friday morning. <laughs> I like that though. I do, as I said, I, I love a redemption kind of thing. So I think I think you're onto a winner there. That sounds pretty good. Have we got anything that can that we can add to our long-winded story that you told earlier? Have we have we got anything else to say? <laughs> I suppose the next point I wanted to make is that it's not redemption, but he does. Apart from his relationship with Madge, he has a very very key friendship. Harold Bishop and Lou Carpenter, uh, love rivals. They've been love rivals since high school. They both wanted to. To love Madge. When Harold broke off that engagement with Madge, Lou was straight back on the scene. And he was a millionaire at this point as well. So he showed up, he'd sold a fuck ton of cars, and he's like, he was an absolute millionaire. So he's just showering Madge with gifts. Harold went out in the end because he's, he's the good guy. He hasn't kicked anybody downstairs. <laughs> so he, he won out in the end, but he was still willing to be Lou's best mate after it all. No hard feelings. Even though you, you every every single moment he's tried to to one up Harold and show that Lou is the better man and try and win Madge's affections. Some of our favourite moments, I think, over the last few episodes, well, the, the, the episodes we watched this during this period of time, some of our favourite bits are the comedy and the things that have gone on between them. So they've been, they've, they've gone through like their tough times and they've really fallen out and they've. They've cheated. They've they've tried to one up each other. They've backstabbed. They've done all that. But there's been some great comedy moments as well, um, which have always always made us laugh. And for some reason, they always end up in the same hospital room with beds next to each other. Harold gave him his kid. Was it his kidney? What was he giving? Yeah, he him? gave him. He gave him a kidney. It, um, it sounds like his his you know his good nature and his 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 lovable um, things you love about him make him a bit of a mug. He can be. Are people oh, taking advantage of him here, guys? I think they are sometimes. I think you're quite right. But then a couple of our points, one of them especially, shows that Har- Harold Bishop is no pushover. Oh, and he's okay. not someone to be trifled with. So, yeah, he's very good-natured. He'll do anything for anyone. But unfortunately, yeah, occasionally, Ramsey Street's got a lot of knobheads in it and they do take <laughs> the piss out of him sometimes. <laughs> Would that happen to to Irene, or is she too too street smart and savvy for that kind of behaviour? Well, I mean, one of our points also touches on that, so we'll come to that. Maybe maybe we'll put a pin in that, Adam. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there um, there's some knobheads hanging about the bay as well. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that can be the next one. Biggest knobhead. <laughs> you bring your best knobhead. We'll bring our best knobhead. I'll bring you. <laughs> Go for it. What's your next Irene reason for Irene? Go for it, Soph. Well, you raised as a kidney and I will raise you a baby because uh, we told you before that Irene's got three children, three biological children um, that she she lost when she was a was an alcoholic. They went into foster care. Um, it took a long time for her to come back and, and, and sort of get back in their lives. And she worked really hard to get back on side with them. And eventually they did 
did all make up, you know, happy families in the end. But one one of her children, Finn, Finlay, she couldn't have kids of her own. So one day she turned up at Irene's door and she said, I need you to be a surrogate for me because I can't have children of my own. And Irene agreed. And she actually flew to America to have the procedure done because they weren't allowed to do that in Australia at the time. It wasn't legal. Mm. Um, so she flew to Australia, through to America and she, um, yeah, was basically implanted with Finlay's child and gave birth to Finlay's child. Um, and it's part of this redemption story that we talked about earlier, where she now she realizes that she was a pretty crappy mom when the kids were growing up. So she kind of since then has gone out of her way to try and make that up to them. And not, not just with her own kids, but also with fostering as well. So she's had, I don't know how many foster kids. I don't know whether we could probably even estimate. So I probably 30 odd yeah. foster kids. Easy. Yeah. Easily. Um, and she does anything, anything with these foster kids, including fighting two cults in, and <laughs> getting her foster kids back from, from the evil clutches of cults, including. <laughs> one cult that actually kidnapped her grandson that she gave birth to and she had to fight to get him back from the cult leader Ooh. what 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 was this cult it was called it was called Saul Saul's cult and what were they called children of Saul children of Saul yeah. yeah yeah we've had a few cults so we have to think children of Saul, children of yeah. Saul. she fought children of Saul to get her because they they kidnapped her grandchild that she gave birth to um and she had to, she had to fight to get him back Carol's never done that. No. <laughs> kidney? Kidney or baby? I don't know which one. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. Well, I'm sorry, I'm really interested in this call. What were their main beliefs in this call? What was what was their, what was um, their, it's their a, gimmick? It's, I can't actually remember what the main beliefs were. It seemed to be that the creepy old guy that ran the cult just like shagging all the young ladies and getting them pregnant. And, uh, they needed an heir or something. That's definitely a cult. It was that kind of cult. Yeah, the next cult was, she was involved in that. They were called the Believers, weren't they? Yeah. And they needed a, a an oracle baby or something, didn't yeah. they? They wanted like the of... second Jesus or something, didn't they? They wanted yeah. like the second coming yeah. of Christ or something. Yeah. And we just had a doomsday cult about yeah. last about a month ago. Yeah. In like the, the writer's room at Home and Away, they just got one of them big wheels and they just <laughs> spin it. Cult yeah. again, we've got to do it. Like, is that how yeah. it works? Yeah. I think it is. I think it's cult, arson, uh, poisoning, bombing. I think there's a big spinning wheel. That, that and, I think, and I think they've got our podcast on because everything uh, yeah. we said like 12 months ago seems it's to be happened. Nice. <laughs> so we're planting some things here. That's good. What, you, what would you like to see? What what they not done, but you're thinking, oh, it's about time they did a... Well, I've been asking them to kill off a character for ages and they've just blown her up and she's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Maybe she's under contract. That's the next best thing. Yeah. (laughs) How blown up is she? Is she still not dead? Is she like in in, she's in intensive care at the moment? In she's been airlifted out of the bay, hasn't she? Yeah. Um Okay. Yeah. Yes, unfortunately she is all in one piece. I think she's gonna make a full recovery and come back. So I'm really annoyed. Fingers crossed, (laughs) you never know. (laughs) Yeah. I reckon, I, think... that, I reckon that kind of brings us on to our next one. I, I, like, Harold is pretty much bulletproof. <laughs> he, he is. I mean, we've got a couple. We'll do the obvious one in a second, but he wants... I'm just reading the notes you sent me earlier because I didn't know a couple of these things. Um, he crashed his car 
and broke both his arms. And this is what made Madge finally go, he's the guy for me. <laughs> so, wow, neat. That's what she went for. <laughs> it might have been just for the sympathy. I don't know. But There'd be no wandering hands, I suppose. That's exactly. Yeah. And that's not something we'd recommend if you are, you know, after somebody. Like, don't don't purposely crash your car in order to do that and hope for two broken arms because that's that's hard work. But then another time, he was was doing a little bit of power walking, as Harold tends to do, Um, you know. He's got to keep in, in shape, you know. Yeah, you know. Um, He was doing a little bit of that <laughs> side of the road, Um, got sideswiped by a car, just clipped him. It wasn't too bad, but it did make him go blind. What? So, yeah, so it wasn't a crack rib, it wasn't like broken leg, it wasn't like, you know, something he couldn't walk, you know, he wasn't in a wheelchair oh or anything God. like that. He went blind. No idea how that happened. It was something to do with, with his either his eyes coming out or his retinas oh, detached yeah. or something. Yeah, his, his uh, retinas had been detached because he got sideswiped by this car. It was it was ridiculous. I think you've got the same wheel in your writer's room over there in uh, <laughs> yeah, Harry's possibly. What can be wrong with him this week? <laughs> retinas. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> but they did that. And then, so he was back in that hospital bed with Lou, just basically yeah. taking the piss out of him for being blind for at least a couple of weeks. <laughs> These eyes were taped up. Nobody really did anything to help him, which happens on Neighbours a lot. I don't know if it happens on Home and Away, where they give him like a disaster and the, the like, like your exploding character there, so, and then don't do anything for him. Just mm. after a little bit of time, they're okay. Sometimes oh, yeah. that happens, but sometimes we get like open surgery on the show, don't we? We get like people with a... <laughs> tool with the drilling tool operate <laughs> just a gp from the hospital just operating on somebody could do brain surgery with a hand yeah. drill yeah yes. Random. but the Should waters I... are very healing yeah. <laughs> yeah well that's salty water. That, that was the, the last little bit with harold being you know indestructible the waters as we all know huge storyline um you either watch you didn't have to watch neighbors to know about it harold died <laughs> And came back again. He got washed out to sea. All that was left were his his glasses, his spectacles, in a little a little um, rock pool. Um, and Madge was giving it the Harold, the, uh, the croaky <laughs> Madge car that she's known for. Um, and he'd gone. He just he basically just fucked off for a year. Um, don't know what happened contract wise. If there was a reason for that, I don't know if there was if if there's any behind the scenes stuff. But Harold was gone. People were sad. Um, it was four or five years. It wasn't. It wasn't was it four or five years. It was, it was about four or five years. Yeah. Goodness me. And uh, it, yeah. it turned out he was living in Tasmania, <laughs> playing his tuba. Well, that's where that's where he learned the tuba in Tasmania. He went. He, so he washes up. On, he washes up on a beach in Tasmania, <laughs> and goes. I've got no fucking clue where I am, but. That instrument looks like loads of fun. Uh, he adopts the name Ted. And to be honest, I said he was a man of conviction before. He gets about his life like he was before. He joins the Salvation Army again. He starts volunteering. He starts working at a cafe. He just he just steps back into his old Harold life, but under a new name, Ted. Um, but then one day he does get transferred back to Erinsborough for the Salvation Army and shows up in a shop. And Helen Daniels was like, wait a minute, you're fucking Harold? And he goes, no, no, my name's Ted. <laughs> nice to meet you. Uh, I'm going to be working at the, the Salvo shop now. Uh, 
so he yeah he just shows back up no fucking clue he meets Madge they, they do this convoluted thing and then he meets Madge and he's like yeah I don't know who you are sorry how does he you remember how does he become Harold again because I don't really know this <laughs> so he gets quite friendly with everyone he likes it in Aaron's bro he's he's enjoying meeting all the neighbours for the first time again uh, he, he likes Lou he thinks Lou's brilliant he's not so keen on Madge uh, but he's having dinner around at Lou's house. Lou brings over a big fucking plate of jelly and goes, here you are, jelly belly. Here's some jelly. And then, bang, <laughs> it all comes flooding back. No! The entire thing just comes flooding back. Please tell me that was on screen, like, you know, <laughs> they did a big wavy, yeah. Yeah, they would have done. Wow, that's yeah. how he remembers he's Harold. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. But yeah, he died and came back to life. If he was going to start a cult, I think Harold would be a good start. You know, mm-hmm. I think he'd be a good he'd be a good messian, messianic figure. True, I do yeah. as well. From what you're telling from the dead, yeah. yeah. Um, beat that, beat that home and away. Well, <laughs> he's not. He's, she's never died and come back to life, but she's been close. We've got a similar point here. She's got nine lives, <laughs> so not just like with near death experiences because. What soap character wouldn't have that? I've been on a soap for 30 odd years, but also with the law. So, um, first of all, she's been poisoned. Um, a lover was, mm-hmm, <laughs> a lover was poisoned in a slow, was it, um, what was he poisoned with? Was it zinc or something? What was it? Oh, I can't remember. It was some kind of metal. Yeah. Yeah. It, she was going through a phase of drinking lots of tea, clearly. And she was slowly losing her mind um, <laughs> in the name of love. Um, she, she, as we said, she had a huge retcon to her character um, was that she was helping a youngster with some online abuse. And um, it was a sexual assault in the end, wasn't it? And that brought that brought back memories. It un- unleashed a memory of her own sexual assault that she had a child by. But you know, had forgotten about that for thirty years. Um, so she's had a close shave with a rapist. She's been kidnapped a couple of times now, and she survived a bomb at the hospital. Luckily, you know, you're already there. But she did, unbeknownst to her, transport it there in a laptop bag. So it was all her fault, really. But she was blown up in the hospital. Along with half the River Boys. Have you never heard of the River Boys? Even if you don't watch no, but this, way. they sound like a good gang, though. Tell us about the River Boys. I, don't, I thought they were like a boy band or something, but they were the River Boys. <laughs> Criminal the river... gang from the Abbey Creek, aren't they? Well, no, from Mangrove River. Mango, yeah, sex, Ooh. drugs, rock and roll. All the good stuff. Yeah, tats, music, women, money laundering. They were brought in, I think, to shake it up a bit. So... Um, it divides the audience, you know, the old audience and the young audience. You either love them or they hate, you hate them. Any, any um, fishing since they're at a river? I mean, <laughs> you've got to eat, right? The, oh, Ooh. no. The, so the River Boys are based on a real-life gang called the Bra Brothers from Sydney. And they're just called River Boys because they're from a town called Mangrove, Mangrove River. River. Oh, okay. So and this can... town is like Moss Side. <laughs> <laughs> Like dog, you no, know, that's when, a scary place. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so, and whenever there's a who done it, who's top prime suspect? Irene. 
So she, there was, there was a massive villain in the noughties, Angie Russell, and she was found dead. Turned out she was killed by her own son. Um, but um, because Irene had beef with her, didn't like her at all, probably had a couple of drinks, and um, she was, you know, framed for her murder. Um, did she do time for that? She definitely got arrested. She for got a while. arrested, but I don't think she. I think she was charged, but then released, yeah. wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Another villain, Charlotte. Um, sort of about six years ago, she wound up shot in the bottom of the the sea pool, <laughs> and there was like you know one of those soap things where they film nine different endings, and you're like, it's Irene, it's going to be Irene, and she was banged up again for for shooting Charlotte because she had beef with her as well. Um, that turned out to be a young lad who was supposed to be blind, but his sight came back and he didn't tell anybody. So he shot this woman and he said, it couldn't be me, I'm blind. Um, Great alibi, that. So she did get off in the end. She did get off in the end. So, yeah, she also um, is always nearly dying or always nearly disappearing and getting banged up, but she's not come back from the dead, I will admit. Is she is she the the scapegoat on Home and Away? Is she often like, oh well, what should we do? Let's just make it Irene. Let's let's what can we get her to do now? Does that happen quite a lot? Do you think? Probably not as much as you think. Oh. <laughs> Be better if it was because for most part she's just serving coffee in the diner. She owns the <laughs> diner, by the way. She owns the diner. So she owns the diner. Owner. Yeah. Carol owns the coffee shop. There you go. We have got a bit oh, of symmetry going on here, I think. Yeah. So she, for the most part, sort of serves coffee and dishes out advice, right? So it's a bit of a frustration, you know, yeah, if she could be the scapegoat a bit more often, that'd be good. Okay. okay. <laughs> a reputation, very easy to, to gain and very hard to shake off. True. Right, that's a bit. A little bit of JK wisdom dropped in there. You were far too proud of that yourself. What um, Christmas card did you read that in? That's a shocker. It's only because I've uh, got a reputation myself. So (laughs) you know all too well. Yeah. Okay. So our final point then. Went to the final one. Yeah, went to the final one. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Go for it. So why Harold is the best is. Because even though we've told you he's a great guy, he sticks to his convictions, he's a man of God, uh, he's unkillable, basically, <laughs> at this point. But Adam alluded to it before, if you do if you do push how he does have he does have a line that does get crossed. And if you push him over that line, he will walk into your house on Boxing Day and try and strangle you to death. <laughs> Don't fuck with Harold. Here's why. <laughs> with like a proper little, like almost like a piano wire. He did it like do you know those Hitman games where you walk behind <laughs> and you garrot someone. So box. So a little bit of backstory. Uh, Paul Robinson, the the resident kind of show bastard. Uh, that'll be another good category to do, I'm sure, down the line. <laughs> show bastard. Uh, so he, Harold, both Harold's kids died. Uh, Kerry got shot on a duck hunt years ago, protesting the duck hunt, saying. Don't hunt ducks, it's dangerous. <laughs> she, yeah. she was right, sorry. <laughs> she fucking proved her point. Uh, so she's been dead for a while, but then his son David went on a plane ride, a, a joy ride, and that in for uh, I think it was Lasters, which is Paul Robinson owns the hotel firm. He's world ride, 
around the world last it is uh there's like a bit of a pr stunt and uh he puts david bishop on this plane with his family and paul robinson's sons blows it up so harold and the end the bishop family dies sons grand granddaughter as well the whole bishop dynasty is gone not harold though because harold wasn't on the plane mm. not harold harold was but- back there and they do like this very like Oh, if I've not said it before, I love you, son. We, I wish we'd got together a little bit sooner, but at least we've got all the time now. Oh, no. And then he gets on the plane and he blows up. Yeah. So Mm. Harold, understandably, he's pissed off about this. Oh, yeah. And now the whole lineage depends on him. Yeah, at that age. <laughs> and with his very, his very high morals as well. He isn't getting about town anymore. He's, you know, he's... So talk about the, the him strangling Paul then. Yeah, so it's Boxing it. Day. Get to it. It's Boxing Day. He's he's been he's been to church on Christmas Day, of course he has, and he's he's convinced himself. He's read some passages in the Bible, and he's convinced himself that in the name of God, the right thing to do is to strangle Paul Robinson to death. So Boxing Day, he wakes up, gets normal, completely normal, makes himself a coffee, go gets the newspaper, walks over next door. Paul Robinson's on the phone, garrots him from behind, strangles him, leaves him for dead, gets back to his house, starts doing the gardening and singing to himself. Sing, Just sings a nice little prayer to himself. Uh, but Paul Robinson doesn't die, unfortunately. So Harold then spends the next couple of months just tormenting the guy, uh, ringing him up at hospital and just shouting uh, Bible verses down at him. And he just said it was him. nice. <laughs> <laughs> Did uh, Harold, was there any comeuppance for him? Did he get away with this? What what was the crap with it? Uh, in the end, Paul Robinson, he figured out, I think it was, because uh, I think he was shagging Izzy Hoyland at the time. Uh, she figures out it was Harold who'd done all this and tells Paul. And then Paul goes to the police, but then turns away and goes, nah, do you know what? I am a bit of a show bastard, so. And he is the show legend. Yeah, so... so... Again, and if I tried to kill him or tried to get him incarcerated, he'd just come back anyway. So yeah, that's true. We'll just we'll just call it quits right there. We'll just we'll call it evens. There you go. Like, even even Paul, the biggest show bastard on the show, thought <laughs> probably won't fuck with Harold. <laughs> wow. So again, so yeah, science. Belly belly boomerang always comes back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, I self. So your your final retort, please. Off the back of that, I was thinking, what about Mick and the lamp? Okay. I don't know, it's up to you. She's going off script. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> go for it, yeah. go for it. Go off script. I, I I write a script and then frequently go off it within minutes. So it's yeah, fine. I didn't write the script, so I don't want to take responsibility for going <laughs> off it. <laughs> I usually write the script, send it to Adam, and then instantly go off it. And Adam goes, you didn't do any of what you sent me and <laughs> what you wrote down. <laughs> so... As we alluded to earlier, Irene had three children that we knew of, that we knew of at the beginning. So she had these three kids that were taken off her, they went into foster care and she came back and she did the redemption thing and got back in with them, had her grandkid and all, all that, everything else that we just talked about. But as Sai mentioned earlier, there was this retcon, this weird retcon that happened whereby we found out that actually her uncle's friend had sexually assaulted her when she was younger prior to her having her three kids that we knew about. And she had given birth to another child called Mick. Um, and this story came came around, I don't know, was it about 2010-ish that this came out? I can't remember now, sorry. I have to remind me when ago. this happened. 
It was a long time ago. I can't remember. I can't remember. It was a long, long time ago. Um, So this all came about and she actually reconciled with with this child um, and started to build a relationship with him. But he was a wrong one, to cut a long story short. Um, and I don't think she wanted to see it at first because I think she, you know, she had all this guilt about giving him away and how he'd been conceived and everything else. Um, so she had, and it drove to... her back to the drink, didn't it? It did. So, yeah, yeah. Nasty twitch. That's all we yeah. need. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, it was a very, it was a very dividing storyline among the fans, I think, because the retcons they tend to be marmite, don't they? Because you take a character that we've known for years and years and years, and then you throw something in, and then everyone's like, "What? No, not Irene, or not Marilyn, or whatever, whoever the storyline is involving." They, they tend to be marmite, but I love this storyline. I thought it was great. I don't, I don't know about you, so I don't know whether you, yeah, it was we didn't good. know each other at the time, did we? So. Mm. Mm. <laughs> If only we had a podcast back then. Mm. Um, so it turns out that Mick is a bit of a wrong one. And actually, he's kind of like t- a bit of a chip off the old block in terms of his dad that sexually assaulted Irene. And she walks into her house one day when he's living with her. And he's actually trying to trying to sexually assault one of her foster kids. And she manages to rip him off the foster kid and hit him with the nearest thing that came to hand, which was a lamp, and just cracks him around the head. Um, and she's sort of standing, standing over his body with this lamp just sort of shaking, isn't she, at this point? Like, what have I done? You know, I've brained my child um, who was trying to rape my foster kid. And she just very calculatingly puts him in the car, drives him to hospital and dumps him on the doorstep and drives away. Wow. Did she <laughs> get away with it? Yeah. Yeah. So far, touch wood. Did she yeah. put him in a hospital? In a mental hospital after that. I think, I think he I think he did go into yeah. psychiatric care mm. after that, yeah. Wow, so Irene's not meant to not to be trifled with either. No. He has stepped up <laughs> there. That is that's pretty cool. I like that. <laughs> from the from the storylines you're telling me as well, Home and Away sounds a lot racier than neighbours. Oh, it is. I mean, oh, I, yeah. I wasn't allowed to watch Home and Away when I was a child. I was allowed to watch neighbours when I was growing up, but I was banned from watching Home and Away. When I was a kid, I used to have to sneak down and watch it on the telly when one wasn't. Yeah, how did they get away with this at the time that they're showing it? I know it's always well it, when it was back on ITV back in the day. It used to be edit. It used to be cut to smithereens. Yeah, Channel Five never don't seem to do it since it moved channels. But um, it might be, it was fifteen minutes long some days because it was that dangerous. <laughs> yeah. um, back on ITV, but yeah, yeah. It, it, it's um, always it been a dark. bit more darker. Yeah. yeah. Even to this day, you have to say that you're over 16 to play it on my five. Wow. Most days. Mm. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm, I did not know this. I'm on the wrong <laughs> show here. This is. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a lot more fun. There's a story like this. the surface of this. Either this is like. The no, genius we, we have a but very quickly because there's a storyline at the moment. Somewhat that a girl, there's a band that's oh God, there's a band in the show at the minute, and they I've use heard, the I've word. I've heard you bitch about yeah. this. Oh, I like the they band. use the word. <laughs> she's lying. Use the word rock, fast and loose. It's not rock. No, not they rock haven't got band. a drummer. They haven't got a bloody drummer. Uh, so it's not rock music. So they don't even have a producer anyway. Um, <laughs> so they were at this gig watching this band. One of the characters, one of the popular young ones, you know, one of the hot, you know, hot couple. It's like you know, the power couple, young couple on front of all the magazines and stuff. So she gets sexually assaulted, she got and 
she got spiked, she got sexually assaulted. And as if that storyline's not bad enough, she's now being blackmailed by her assaulter um, with a vid- threatening to release a video of said assault mm. at one o'clock in the afternoon. So it's like a, reven- a revenge porn type thing, but with yeah. someone that she doesn't even remember because she was unconscious at the time of the attack. And is the, it is dark. It, it sounds like a lot of these episodes, you know what, like on... And they used to do it on like Hollyoaks and things like that when they put the if you if you're experiencing this phone this number it sounds like Every that might happen to like a that. lot of yeah. home and away episodes yeah yeah, Every yeah episode. it's not... at the end of yeah. Neighbours it just says we're sorry ring this number <laughs> <laughs> it's just terrible a lot of the time unmissable drama yes yeah. <laughs> shit wow well I, I think we've reached a bit of a stalemate there it's not for us that we're just putting our cases forward for Harold for mm-hmm. Irene for for whatever let um, the dear listeners decide who is the better character, Rini or Harold? Tell us on the socials. Uh, you guys are on all the socials, right? Coastal yeah. News, Coastal News Pod. Yeah, yeah. Coastal News Pod. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're on. You guys are on Twitter as well. We are. That must be. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> we need to get back on that. It's ridiculous. Can we? Get, we need to somehow get back you, on. You will have to set that up, Adam, because they know my IP address. No. <laughs> what you, you know doing? where I live. We need the story of what happened with your Twitter account because I don't think uh, you know. We will tell you that when we stop recording. Yeah. We, so, yeah, yeah. we can do that on episode two. If people like this one, give us a, you know, like it, give us a review on all the podcast things. If people like it, we might do another one. Because like you said, there's there's a lot of different categories we can have. There's a whole cavalcade of characters on both shows. So yeah. We'll battle it out again, I'm sure.